Grace and peace, everyone, and welcome to KNEC Sermons, a podcast of Kurt Newton and East Calder, Church of Scotland. And let's listen to today's episode. The Bible says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let us pray together. God of heaven and earth, in these times of isolation, apart from loved ones, distant from friends, away from neighbours, thank you that there is nothing in all of creation, not even coronavirus, that is able to separate us from your love And may your love that never fails continue to be shared through the kindness of strangers looking out for each other, for neighbours near and far, all recognising our shared vulnerability. Each of us grateful for every breath and willing everyone to know the gift of a full and healthy life. Keep us all in your care, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Gospel reading comes from John chapter 14 and verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see wonderful things in your law. Stones can be powerful reminders of things. I look at this stone, a stone I picked off of the beach in Findhorn from a family holiday three years ago. 
and it reminds me just of the sunshine of that week and of the beauty of all these stones on that beach, each of them different, but each of them special in their own way. And think of the years that it took to form and smooth that stone into the stone it is today. It reminds me of the beauty of that place. And another one here reminds me of a time taken to be on retreat uh, a few days in a place up in Perthshire and discovering just a little art studio which was there to encourage people to express their creativity as they uh, enjoyed creation and spent time waiting on God. And think of stones in the Bible. In ancient times, Abraham, for example, builds an altar to worship God using uncut stones. Jacob rests his head on a stone pillow and dreams of a stairway between heaven and earth. And when Israel crossed the River Jordan into the Promised Land, they build a memorial of 12 stones to remember the crossing over and to remind themselves that they were 12 tribes together. Think of graveyards being full of memorial stones. Stones have meaning. And stones can be used in destructive ways too. They can be used to build walls to keep people out. They can be used to silence people or even to kill them. Think of the woman caught in adultery threatened with stoning. A not unusual form of punishment used in ancient times by so-called religious enlightened people. Stephen is widely accepted as the first Christian martyr after Jesus. He was stoned to death by a mob who hated his faith in Jesus Christ. And as they stone him, he cries, Father, forgive them, similarly to what Jesus said on the cross. The Hebrew word used for stone is eben, and it comes from the verb bono, which usually is translated to build. But in Hebrew sense, it can also mean to obtain children. In other words, it's about building a family. When Peter talks of God in Christ building the temple, he's talking about making a people, a family, out of the children of God. Each of them listening was to be considered a living stone that contributes to the making of the temple. Children who resemble God's one and only begotten child, Jesus Christ. Children made in the image of God himself in Christ. Jesus came to reveal that true likeness as children of God to us. And he treated all people on that basis, that they were each a child of God. He didn't lord it over anyone. And he didn't expect anyone to lord it over anyone else. He treated people equally, of equal importance and deserving of equal respect. So that when Jesus says to his friends before he's killed, that you will do even greater things and that you will have anything you ask for in my name, he's meaning what the message translation gets close to. In my name means along the lines of who I am and what I am doing. In other words, God doesn't just give us whatever we ask for, but only what we ask for along the lines of who Jesus is and what he is doing 
in Jesus' name. Or put another way, God honours the things said and done in the spirit of Jesus. Or to put it a better way, God in Christ enables people to live in the spirit of Jesus, to walk in the way of Jesus. And so like Stephen, to see the glory of God, to see heaven opened and the Son of God, to seek a higher way in the spirit of the one who is the way, the truth and the life, to lift our eyes upward even in the midst of trial, to look beyond darkness, to rise above suffering. Christ became the stone which the builders rejected. I wonder if you felt rejection in your own life. Where is that rejection? What might it look like? Maybe for some it's years of working in an underpaid and undervalued care profession. Whatever it is, Christ our rock has redeemed us from it, is redeeming us from it. And so perhaps as we look towards a new normal that emerges from this personal and global crisis, we might pray that it would be one that is rooted in Christ and which deals with all rejection and corrects the wrongs of the past. As we look to build our lives on the rock of Christ, may we be inspired to work for a kingdom that is heavenly, not one based on selfishness and greed. We might all have to make do with less in this new future, less waste, fewer overseas flights. We must consider how we treat the environment we live in as well as how we treat one another. Any new future must mean righting wrongs and treating all people equally and fairly as Jesus did. And that will go some way to doing the greater things that Jesus promised his followers that they would do. That will mean repenting of our misunderstandings of seeing Jesus merely as a means to get ourselves to heaven rather than give ourselves totally to the way in the here and now. Because Christ is the way, the truth and the life, the cornerstone of this new temple that is being built on this one sure foundation. And there's love and joy and peace for everyone to discover in the process of building this temple where every person is a crucial part and where the peace and unity that we all long for can be found. Let us pray together. Thank you, God, that there is a place for each of us in what you are building. And thank you that you choose us to co-work with you in the building of your heavenly temple. As we keep Christ at the corner of this work, this project, give us grace to follow in his way. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we have the opportunity to give not just to the work of the church but to the work of Christian aid and there's details 
on the slide on the screen at the moment. So find your way to the website or contact uh, the, the treasurer at the address shown. Let us pray together. Restoring and healing God, thank you for medical workers everywhere embodying sacrificial love in these challenging times, putting the welfare of others before their own, staying away from their family and loved ones, comforting the concerned and bereaved, reassuring the anxious and vulnerable, working to heal and restore people who are ill. Be their guide, strength, wisdom and hope. Loving God, we pray today for those in authority to do right by them, for proper protective equipment to be provided and for their dedication to be met with gratitude when they return home exhausted. We pray for medical workers around the world where resources and protective equipment are always in short supply, not only now but always. May these extraordinary times lead to deep and necessary changes in how our world works resulting in a genuine effort to address the profound injustice of life expectancy being determined by geography, to awaken us all to the reality of how connected we all are, and to work together to create the community and world we all want to be part of. So help us God. May your love that bears all things never fails and has no end strengthen the weak, encourage the fearful, Calm the anxious, heal the sick. Through your church, your washed hands and feet on earth, distant but still present, virtual but still connected, apart but still helping. May we watch while we pray, keeping our gaze fixed on you and looking out for our neighbours near and far. Loving God, instill in our shaken souls the belief and hope that all things are possible with your creative love. For strangers to become friends, for science to source solutions, for resources to be generously shared, so everyone everywhere may have what they need. May your perfect love that knows no borders cast out any fear and selfishness that divides. May your love that never ends be our comfort, strength and guide for the well-being of all and the glory of God. In your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. Risen Christ and cornerstone of all, you are the way, the truth and the life. Give us faith to entrust our whole lives into your keeping and equip us to follow in the way of love that you've shown us until your kingdom comes at last. And so may the blessing of God be with you and all whom you love and care for this day and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for listening everyone. You've been listening to KNEC Sermons. You can find more information on our website www.knec4jesus.org.uk
Look forward to hearing and seeing you again. Grace and peace.